Welcome inside the State Champs Studios on the campus of Lawrence Technological University. I'm Jonathan Kidd, along with Sean Belisian. This is State Champs Hockey Time. So, Sean, how's it going today? It's going tremendous, my friend. Nice to see you. And, uh, you know, another week closer to the playoff. Got a chance to see so many tremendous games in the past week. I mean, really, uh, the term is overused, but I'm going to use it anyway. Playoff hockey-type games. I mean, really some great games. And State Champs Hockey Time is presented by our friends at the Alta Equipment Company. So, Sean... The jersey's made its return. It's been missing for a couple years. Sean, what is going on? I don't know, John. I'm glad to have the jerseys back. That was always a lot of fun. John, why did we bring out the jerseys? March Madness is coming up soon in college basketball, and we decided here at State Champs we're going to do a jersey bracket challenge to decide who has the best hockey jersey in the state of Michigan. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing about hockey fans is we all have a little bit of jersey snobbery. You can feed your inner snob and, and, and be a part of this. I mean, these are some buttes out here. I mean, that's the one thing, John, uh, being able to, to see games all over the place, whether in person or watching online, you get to see some of the, the beauties out there, and uh, you're going to be a, able to look at them yourself. we like to thank all the teams who submitted our jerseys. We asked for 64. As of Monday, we had over 70 jerseys. We're going to be starting it next week. You can vote at statechampsnetwork.com. It's going to be a similar bracket to decide who is the best jersey in the state. Sean, who do you think are some good ones that you've seen over the years? I love this jersey. I Like right here. Ann Arbor Seriously, Skyline. Skyline, that, that's just a beautiful jersey to me. I think that's a that's a, a, a classic look. I, I think the Novi, the, the Novi dark green right there, I, I and really... And then you got your cousin's school yeah, right my, here. And they're all right. Shout out to SCS. Uh, they're doing all right. But um, I, Calumet is interesting because I think Calumet has like three unique jerseys too and and i love the old crown king and you know so um there are a lot of buttes out there so the best part about this you get to decide for yourself and what about like forest hills northern eastern you know with the new king's style logo as well yeah i mean that that's the coolest thing is is you know there there are unique looks out there um there's there's no doubt about that and you know, it, it, it's funny, John, because um, a lot of times you, you see some of the footage and, and like somebody just makes a, a little subtle change and everything. You're like, ooh, I really, yeah, I, I like that jersey. So um, that that's that's pretty cool. Now, being a Habs fan, I think, you know, I, that big Rapids jersey. Oh, a, yeah. a big, you know, I'm. Well, they, that, as of right Habs now, they have not submitted. Too bad. Like that Habs, that that Habs logo is pretty cool. You know, Forest Hill Central has a little bit of that going on. Although they're the Rangers, you know, they kind of have that Habs thing. So I personally like. I got one from UAD Jesuit the other day. They have the English D on oh, their awesome. alternate jersey. That's a great jersey, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, that's a cool thing about it. We're gonna have some fun with it before the playoffs. We're gonna talk plenty of playoffs. You know that during the course of this run, but uh, this is something fun to go along with it. All right, so we'll be starting next week, our State Champs Hockey Jersey Bracket. We'll have all the information for you on our social media channels. All we ask for you guys to do is vote. It's time for the Coach's Corner. Listen, who better to talk in the Coach's Corner than the Executive Director of the Coaches Association here in the great state of Michigan. Former coach himself, I, I might add, Mr. Don Wright, uh, kindly joining us. And first of all, Don, pleasure to see you again. How are you, sir? I, I'm doing great. It's it's good to be here, and it's nice to see you again, Sean. It's been a been a crazy year, so it's it's nice to be here. I, I was going to start right there. Don, you and I were talking before the camera started rolling. It, it's almost a year 
since that call came down that that Thursday afternoon. Everybody's got their you know different story about where they were, what they were doing. But talk about the challenges of of the the last year because to me the challenges are one thing, but I'm a focus on the victory guy. Hey, look, we're playing games right now that not that long ago. I'm not sure how many people thought we were going to. You know, certainly it's been an interesting 12 months. There, there's no doubt about it. You see a lot of things when, when not that we've ever faced this before, but when something like this occurs, you, you see people handle everything a little bit different. And um, I think the important thing has been um, to focus on the things that we could actually control because there's so many things that were out of our control, so many things that people worry about that maybe they needed to or didn't need to or whatever. So there, there's all of those things. I think Mark Ewell and, and Cody Inglis have done a great job in staying focused. You, you know, you talk about a year ago. So so we were talking about that and a year ago. You know, the teams were here at, at USA ready for the Final Four and it got shut down. And it was such a sad thing to have to tell the teams and the UP teams were down and all of that. So I think the MHSA, you know, they really, they, they didn't have spring sports last year. They have been passionate about finding ways for sports to still happen because, uh, and I'm in total agreement, not just about hockey, but I think I think our student athletes, we need sports. I think it's a great thing, especially with the, the shutdown in so many ways. It is something that, that the, the players need in their lives. So it's, so it's a good thing. And I think the MHSA has done a great job staying focused on it. Um, one of the really positive things, you know, and there's lots of negatives, but one of the positive things I think has been great in our state is um, the relationship between the Michigan Amateur Hockey Association, George Atkinson, the president, and the MHSA, because they have been talking on a very regular basis, working together to, to make it so they were consistent with each other, to, to give information with each other, to try to help all hockey players in our state. And so there's a lot of you know negative things that people can see, but there's been some really good things that have come out of stuff as well. And so I think I think over the last 12 months, Certainly it was frustrating for coaches, frustrating for players, families and whatnot when we got started in the fall, you know, in November. Then we're up for a couple weeks. The next day we were supposed to play our first game, get shut down. Then we think we're going to get back up. All of that occurred. But but I think, um, uh, you know, I, based on every everything that the MHSA was doing in our conversations, I, you know, I... I felt very confident we were going to have it. It just was a question of when. There's been a lot of lot of bumps, and there's a lot of things that we're having to do. But at the end of the day, the players are on the ice right now, and that's really exciting. No doubt about that. One of the exciting things, of course, the best time of the year uh, is, is coming up, of course, the playoffs. And, and for people out there, you've probably already seen it. If not, we're going to let the guy that knows best about it perhaps explain what is going on, something that has been talked about for so many years, Don. I know it's been a process for you. I know it's been a process for uh, your president, your vice president, all the people on the board, but uh, we've got some seating in the playoffs. Explain to everybody how that's going to work because I'll be honest with you, it was pretty cool to see you know it come out yesterday and see that number one seed and see that number two seed, but talk about the impetus for this change and what it may mean for this 2021 tournament. Sure. Well, so... So this seating, you know, I, I, as you know, I was a longtime coach. It's talked about by coaches forever. They wanted seating. They wanted seating. And, and one of the things, we are, we are high school sports. We're educational athletics. So it, it's never as simple, though I know the, as coaches, 
the hockey coaches, you, you just want to go, hey, we should do this and, and love to it to happen. But it doesn't quite work that way because there, there's a lot of other things that have to be looked at. Okay, it's not as simple. The schools, the superintendents, the athletic directors, the principals, the MHSA's involvement, there's a lot of parts to this. So this has been a process and, and we've worked on it to, to get it to this point. So most people might look at it and they'll see things out in other you know, parts of hockey or whatever and, and see a certain ranking system and think, oh, that must be what, what high school is doing. Well, that isn't what we're doing. But we've, we've worked a process that everybody could feel comfortable with doing it. So, so what we actually two years ago, um, we got the MHSA, even though we didn't have seating, we got the MHSA to start ranking our teams. So even though it had no effect on anything, they were working the process to, to see how it looked and work any bugs out. When I, for us to get this, we, we felt, as did they, that we really wanted it in the MHSA's hands, that, that we wanted control and the MHSA wanted control. Because if you used an outside source, what if all of a sudden they went out of business? What if anything like that? So, so we needed control, so we needed that piece to work, which took a little bit of time. But um, so last year, uh, uh, the hockey committee, it was, it was passed unanimously, and then the rep council approved it, which was everybody is ranked, but we, in each region, we seed the top two teams. And, and the purpose of it is, is so that the top two teams in that region don't face each other unless they both get to the regional final. The biggest complaint that we had through the years was, the best two teams, because everything was random draw. Mm -hmm. So the top two teams play on opening night. And we've had some years where actually there were the top two teams in the state. And they played on opening night. And then, you know, people that can be critical about things would say, well, and then you, you, you got a mercy in a regional final. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, being a longtime coach, you never know when a mercy could happen, even if you got a good team. But the, the bottom line is, is we think this really is a great thing for high school hockey and starts to make the regular season mean something. So um, the, the step before we got to the season is the MHSA. So we had the, the Michigan Power Rankings is what they're called, MPR. And they are based on three factors. They're not based on head-to-head -head and some things people think they would be. First of all, 25% of the, the, the rating is based on your winning percentage as a team. 50% is based on your opponent's winning percentage. And the final 25% is based on your opponent's opponent's mm -hmm. winning percentage. So when that's all done, because Saturday night was the end of, of the, the seating or the, the rankings, and so everybody's ranked through there. Prior to the season, as you know, we have three different divisions in hockey. And um, one of the things in, in high school is, you know, the schools want travel kept to a minimum. So, so you have regionals, and it's really based on geographics. Every year the MHSA does mapping that, okay, we got X amount of teams in Division Three, and this is the area we're in, so that's one regional, and then there's a regional over here, and they divide the state up to limit travel and get groupings together. And, and a regional can be anywhere from four teams to eight teams. So the MHSA prior to the season put together a format for, for a four, a five, a six, a seven, and an eight that said, okay, the top two teams will be in, will look in the bracket this way, and here's how we'll line up the rest. And it was not based on rankings. It was simply just a, a format that was like a random draw before the season, and then teams get put in there actually based on alphabetical order, but it, it was laid out ahead of time, so there was no way to know who would go where. Sure. 
So um, underneath the top two seeds, it isn't like the number one seed plays the number eight team. That might happen, but that's not how it's laid out. It's really about the first two. So when you look at high school hockey and you look at the fact that you know, and, and it's one of the great things about sports, one of the great things you guys do is, is people get excited about, you know, their team and how good they are and where they think they're at and all those things. And so this year, though, we've got some math to support it. And um, so going in, you know, when those came out and, and um, I, I think it's going to be fun to see. I think it it still doesn't mean that the one and two are going to be in every regional final. I mean, the, it's single elimination, and that's the fun part of, of high school hockey in the playoffs. And I uh, – um, but I can tell you this has been a long time coming. And the one thing uh, we, had a, we had a statewide coaches meeting last night, one of the things that I said to the coaches last night is that, okay, this is year one. We had such a limited schedule that I don't think the MPR will be as perfect as it will be a year from now or sure. as good because next year we'll have a full season to look at results or hopefully we have a full season to look at the results. But I think this year, as, as I went through it, I think it, it's doing exactly what we want and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Don, I'm sure you saw the same thing on Twitter. There have been uh, so many questions, and and you know I'm I'm going to try to get through all of them. One of the things that that has come up time and time again, and I'll let you uh, discuss this: Are the teams reseeded again after the regionals? Are they uh, reseeded at USA Hockey Arena? Is there any further reseeding after that first round? Not yet, and and let me just briefly explain it. So again, when you go back to the travel piece of trying to keep, you know, because there's the transportation expense, schools don't have, you know, I mean, it's, it's a big financial burden. Seating after the regional, boy, I don't know if we'll ever get to that one because, again, now all of a sudden, you, you, you know, it might be, uh, obviously, I coached at Chelsea. Chelsea's playing Calumet on a Tuesday night somewhere. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So I don't know if we'll ever get there. But at the final four, where everybody's at USA, we uh, um, last year we we uh, uh, talked about it at the hockey committee. This year we have put together a proposal that will go before the hockey committee and the rep council when the season is over. We think that we've we've worked with the MHSA, we worked with with everybody to come up with a plan that I think everybody can support. But at the end of the day. The MHSA and the Rep Council have to say yes, but we we have that out there, and I and I'm I'm really hopeful, and I, and I am very encouraged where it's at at the moment, um, that we'll see that next year, and and why that can work is because everybody's in the same building, right? It, okay, now you've gotten to the final four, so if that passes in the off season, then it would just simply be the semis would be one versus four and two versus three. So we're not there yet, but it, it is a process. Again, I don't know that we'll ever do it after regionals, um, but uh, I love how the MHSA is working with us. I love the things, you know, even though we had to shorten it this year, we got the playoffs to be three weeks, you know, moving forward, things like that. So I think I think the working relationship, Cody Inglis is doing a great job, Mark Ewell is doing a great job, and, and I think everybody's working together to do the right things. So there you have it. For all the chatter on Twitter, I'm going to listen to this guy, Don Wright, of course, the executive director. Don, w- one more thing. I, you know, you've made mention of, of some of the meetings you guys have, and I know you had a meeting last night. It is amazing to me. As you well know, I've, I've got some friends that are coaches and everything. The amount of meetings that you guys do and the amount of work that you put in to do things, I, 
you've got to be proud of, of some of the coaches around the state. You're no longer coaching, but as the, the executive director, I'm sure there's a part of you that kind of feels like the proud papa for all the work that these guys have been putting in for months, your coaches around the state. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, when you think back a, a year ago and every meeting was an in-person meeting for the most part, you know, things like that. And and not just for us, but but everywhere, you know, everybody's gone to their Zoom meetings and, and all of those things. But I will say um, there have been a ton of meetings. What we have seen out of our coaches around the state is I think they they really have been listening. I think they they as we have meetings, there's been a great exchange sharing of ideas to help coaches whether we are talking if they have private locker rooms how to do that effectively with protocols to how to keep your team safe to all of those things so there's been all of those meetings and i think the coaches uh have really bought in we've had you know it's been amazing the amount of people on these meetings and um so i think that's really been good and in the feedback from around the state the the coaches have been very appreciative um and i think certainly they need the relationship with their athletes athletic director in their school and those things. But I think I think all of those meetings have been really good. I think they've been helpful to, to give new ideas. And, and uh, you know, you have new coaches every year that, that not only have they not coached high school, they've never faced this. And and so, I, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm really uh, happy with what we've accomplished and, and the fact that we had to change how we do things. It's been good, and I think the coaches have been, been really happy with it. Outstanding. Well, it's not every day that we have an opportunity to have the executive director in here. Our buddy John Kidd sitting there saying wrap up about 10 minutes ago because we went too long. But nope. yeah, John's happy. Okay, as long as John's happy, everything's happy. But Don, it's great to have you in. I mean, we're, we're excited. This is such a a great time of year and, and hopefully it continues to go off without a hitch. It's the best time. This is what the kids play for. Yep, absolutely. It's it's exciting and I know, you know, it'll be a little different with limited numbers at the finals and whatnot, but but we're gonna be there and it's a good thing. No doubt about that. Don Wright, executive director of the High School Coaches Association here in the great state of Michigan, kindly joining us here on our coaches corner. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit ltuathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. There's a feeling every player seeks of being in complete control, responsive, instinctual, completely unrelenting. Every player chases this feeling, but the best hold on to it. All right, it's time now for our Warrior Hockey Player of the Year update. So Sean busted out the gloves today. Let's go. No, you know what? Uh, thank you, Warrior, for being a part of this. This is awesome. I, 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 John, this is 
a process that is more difficult year after year. It, it really is. It's a testament to all the great young hockey players out there. We made some changes in our Warrior Hockey Player of the Year update. Isaac Gibbs from Novi and Andrew Marone from Birmingham Brother Rice are now on our list. You know, it's interesting. I sent a text out to an opposing coach yesterday about Isaac Gibbs and his response to my suggestion that should we think about adding him to the list was one word with an exclamation point. Absolutely. He's been outstanding. I mean, look, Novi's one of the best teams in the state right now. They really are. And, um, you know, everybody talks about Austin Muirhead, and I have a feeling we're going to be seeing his name on the list sooner rather than later. But um, the motor is running right now based on what this kid is doing up front. I've had a chance to see him a few times up close and personal. Special player, and I think the whole team is feeding off of him. Talk about Andrew Marone from Brother Rice. Well, that top line is 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 such an interesting line because you've got the brothers and, and you've got uh, Rosa, who is a fine young player. But right now, uh, you take a look at what Marone is doing and the numbers he's putting up based on the schedule that Brother Rice plays. And, you know, a couple people have made the suggestion. John, I know you're one guy that made the suggestion. And I think... The consensus was, yeah, we th- this this kid might be uh, the best of what is a great line. Look, all three of those kids deserve consideration. They're they're really a tremendous uh, unit. Might be the best line in the state, but we can only pick one, and, and we're going with him. And remember, you can catch your vote at statechampsnetwork.com. Jimmy Pitilla from Houghton is leading our vote, so he'll have an automatic spot in our Final Four when it's all said and done if he remains the vote leader. Yeah, you know what? We always say we follow the process. That's how we come up with the winner, but uh, that's the one thing that remains unchanged. Online voter, you get in. We have decided here at State Champs that we are not going to freeze our top 10 until the quarterfinal. Yeah, I think that's a good decision in a year like this, John. It, it, it's going to be an interesting thing. Things can change. So we say it all the time, and the Warrior Sticks agree. We say it all the time. You know what? We we, we want to do our best to stay too, true to the process and, and, and acknowledge guys when they deserve some recognition. All right, so we'll freeze our top ten after the quarterfinals, and we'll also announce our final four right before the semifinals. And that's our Warrior Hockey Player of the Year update. All right, Sean, as we wrap up this week's edition of State Champs Hockey Time, it's the end of the regular season. Just your thoughts quick on this shortened regular season, but they, they were able to play this. Yeah, you know what? That's the most important thing. I mean, let's not lose sight of that. What, what Was it easy? No. I think everybody knew that it wasn't going to be easy. But you know what? From week one, we talked about this. Just give the kids a shot. And the kids got their shot. Now be smart. This is the important time. Be smart. Do what you have to do to stay on the ice. And uh, let's settle it on the ice as opposed to having things settled off the ice. And I think that's all that the kids asked for, that the coaches asked for, that the administrators asked for. So, John, that's what I'm hoping for. Let's be smart and have a full playoff run. In a perfect world, a full playoff run. All right, so obviously next week is the playoffs. If you're wondering about our predictions, you just have to wait a week. Sorry. I'm sorry. You can mock us in a week. Yes. We are, we'll give you opportunities. Yes. I know that. Some of you guys are waiting for that opportunity. We're going to give it to you, yeah. but we're going to wait until next week. Yeah, we just want to make sure we get the regular season concluded before we make our full prediction. So you guys will just have to wait a week. Sorry. So obviously the playoffs are starting next week. We'll do a deep dive more next week, but talk about some of the potential regional matchups we could have. And starting in Division One. We could have a Midland-Saginaw Heritage Regional. Yeah, you know what? I think in years gone by, a lot of people, because of what Coach Bamberger has done up in Saginaw, ha- have just said, well, we're going to give that to Saginaw. I mean, to go all Lee Corso on you, not so fast, my friend. You know, I think 
Uh, Midland is is, is going to you know provide a, a very difficult uh, road for for Saginaw Heritage. Heritage has played a tough schedule. I'm going to be intrigued to see how that affects them moving forward. I have a feeling it's going to be in the positive. And then one regional that keep an eye out for is that one that has Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, Brighton, and Howell. Boy, doesn't it seem like forever and a day Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, and Brighton are, are just a fix at the hip? Let's not forget about Howell because Howell kind of went na-na to both of them last year and took care of business. That is going to be a tough, tough region. Another potential regional final could happen in Division One. Two OAA teams with Lake Orion and Rochester United. Yeah, you know what? The Dragons were, were ranked, and they're good. I, I've been looking at Rochester United and, and, and nearly ranked them as well. That's going to be a darn good, darn good battle. All right, we go to Division Two, and out on the west side of the state, this game intrigues us. It's a regional semifinal between Forest Hills Northern Eastern and Byron Center. I love it. Uh, you know, NE is is good this year. Obviously, Byron Center is is the measuring stick out on the west side, but but you know, NE kind of has that been there, done that mentality. Whereas BC's going, hey, wait a second, we got there last year as well, and then you add. The Sailors into the yes, equation yes, as well. Mona Shores. Muskegon, Mona Shores. I mean, that's going to be a heck of a lot of fun out there. On the east side of the state, you know, we could have a potential Romeo versus Port Huron Northern regional final. Port Huron Northern's been the kind of the sleeper in the state of Michigan. You just put them in the rankings. Yeah, and they deserve to be in the rankings. I mean, they really didn't. Hey, Romeo, uh, give the Bulldogs credit. That That's a pretty good team as well. Take a look at, at their body of work. But, yeah, great story coming out of PHN. And also in Division Two, you have a regional that has Novi, Livonia, Stevenson, Canton, and South Line Unified. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when you take a look at those top two seeds, I mean, you're talking two top ten teams. I mean, uh, Novi, we've talked them up all year. I'm going to play a case of I told you so there. Um, that's, that's a darn good hockey team. So that could make for an epic regional final. Staying in Division Two. Trenton's has won the regional the last three years. They could have a potential of playing two Ann Arbor schools with Ann Arbor Skyline or Pioneer. Pioneer got hot again. I had them in the ranking a couple weeks ago. Um, they just missed, and when I say just means they just missed this last time, but they've been hot, put some wins together. Skyline's been good all year. Trenton is still Trenton. I don't care what anybody says. I, I, I know it hasn't been a Trenton-esque year, but this is where I think that MIHL uh, slate is going to serve them well once the playoff starts. In Division Three, uh, the Calumet Regional. We could sit here for the next hour talking about Division Three. I mean, yeah. John, I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. Division Three is yeah. the one of intrigue yes. this year. It just yes. is. Yes. And you got that one with Calumet, Hancock, and Houghton. Jeez, oh, Pete. I mean, listen, right now, right now, Calumet has shown that that they're the best team in the UP. I, heck, I have them at number one in the state, and I feel no problem about that. They've taken care of all challenges, okay? But in the playoff, as Don Wright was saying, single elimination, all it takes that one time. All it takes is hot goaltender, Holton can do that. Uh, hot, hot forwards, Hancock can do that. So always, as always, you're talking about three of, of arguably, John, the top 15 teams in the state, and unfortunately, only one of them are going to be able to advance. Yep, and another team that just made your rankings is Jackson Lumen Christie. They could possibly play East Grand Rapids in the regionals. Yeah, you know, Lumen Christie, the last couple of weeks I had him in there. EGR was in there. That that's that's a great matchup. I, and you know what, John, you have to you have to acknowledge these teams that that are just winning games left and right. I'm intrigued to see this Lumen Christie team with my own two eyes. And then another tough regional final matchup that could possibly happen. Cranbrook against the two-time defending state champs in Detroit. Oh, it's insane because Cranbrook obviously has shown everybody that they're legitimate this year. I mean, some of the big wins that they've had. 
And uh, Frank Novak looking to make it three in a row for Country Day. That team is loaded. And you know what? It's it's It reminds me a little bit of last year's team where they kind of lost a game last year and then they got mad and went on a tear. Look out for the Yellow Jackets. And then in another Division Three top regional, UD Jesuit. Warren Sal and Gross Point with University like you know teams that made your ranking. Yeah, that that is another one, John. I mean, kind of a bracket of doom there. You know, I mean, UDJ is is legitimate. You could make the argument that they're the number one team in the state. I, I love what Coach Clark has done with Warren D. LaSalle. I mean, they they took a big step up in the right direction. Liggett has one of the most exciting players in the state, and they they've had some big moments as well. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Let's not forget what they did last year. You know they, that that Gross Point South team was a team that a lot of people were talking about. Liggett pulled the upset. All right, and lastly, you know, it seems like every year this regional that's played out in Chelsea, it seems like every year when we say like, oh, that team's going to make it out of that regional, there's an upset that first game. But you got. Chelsea, you got Ann Arbor Father Gaber, Shard, Livonia Churchill, Allen Park, Dexter. Man, it, anyone can win that region. We always have fun with that region because it, it, it John's right. It's, it's like we, we, we seem to miss that one every single year. I like Chelsea. I, I think I think that Chelsea has kind of maybe made themselves the favorite right there in, in the season that they're putting together. They're having a tremendous season. Uh, the, the Irish as well under Coach Robert. Um, I, I think you have to give them some credit there. But, heck, we've seen it before. Jason Reynolds and Churchill made a great run. The Jags, I think, play a, a, a style playoff hockey. And the winner of that regional could possibly play Riverview Gabriel Richard in the quarterfinal. Yeah, and I, I think with Riverview Gabriel Richard, I mean, Ricky has his team. They play playoff hockey. They've made runs in the past, made a run last year. So that's, that's what makes that so much fun. As we said it earlier, you'll have to wait next week for our full predictions, like we said. You're going to mock us, you know, we either get the don't pick us or why are you picking that team? It's going to be a lot of fun. It, it is amazing if you guys only knew how many people that, like that people, don't you dare pick us. Don't you dare. I'm like, I have to pick you. I'm sorry. This is the point in time where, you know, you have to put it down on the line and everything and see what happens. So we'll see what happens. Or if, you know, if we pick that team not to win and they end up winning, you know, they're ready to go with that jersey. Oh. Getting that picture taken, you know. Yeah, you gotten a few of those yeah, not that that's from a ever city that I live in, you know, a city called Trenton, yeah. you know. You gotten your picture a couple times, no. including yours truly last year. So, you know, if we don't pick Trenton. Yeah, no, it, it, know, listen, it's it's all in fun. I yeah. get it. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, that's what makes it such a fun time. And, you know, there's nothing like you know, whether it be the coaches, in particular the players, you know, being able to say, hey, you, you counted us out, here we are. So it's a heck of a lot of fun. All right, so that's it for another edition of State Champs Hockey Time. Next week, we'll be going full on with the playoffs. And remember, you can watch our show on our website at statechampsnetwork.com, and you can also watch it on our social media channels, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We got it all here. That's it for another edition of State Champs Hockey Time. Sean, what do we say? We'll see you at the rink. Playoff style. State Champs Hockey Time is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports. Visit ltuathletics.com and recruit yourself. Also presented by Alta Equipment Company, Michigan's number one construction equipment provider with over 40 brands. Get the right equipment for your project every time.
Also brought to you by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. For all things Michigan High School Hockey, go to the hub, mihshockeyhub.com. The Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Detroit Medical Center Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. Do you have a sports injury or are you just looking to take your game to the next level? Go where the pros go. Visit dmc.org slash game changers. The Detroit Athletic Club Foundation. Warrior Hockey and the new Covert QRE 10 stick. Elite puck feel and quick release for players of all ages. The Warrior Covert QRE 10 stick. There's no feeling like it.